chapter 2, verse number 7, and verse number 10. Again, that's Judges chapter 2, verse number 7, and verse number 10. The scripture says, So the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua who had seen all the great works of the Lord, which he had done for Israel. Then verse number 10, when all that generation had been gathered to their fathers, another generation arose after them who did not know the Lord, nor the work which he had done for Israel. And we look today, and I speak to you for just a few moments on this subject, a generation kept in the dark. A generation kept in the dark. Joshua died. An entire generation was buried. And they passed off the scene. People that had seen the delivering power of the Lord. Who had literally seen God keep his promise in their lives. And the scripture says a generation came along after them. That did not know the Lord nor the work which he had done for Israel. The scripture tells us that when this former generation moved on, the new generation, it's as if they had been kept in the dark. And in critical moments of their lives, you would begin to see they did not truly know the God of their fathers. The question could be asked, why didn't they know? And simply one answer might be this. It's one thing to possess the promise, but it's another thing to possess or be possessed by the one who gave the promise. And it's that way in our relationship with God. He blesses us. He helps us. He gives us strength and grace. But there is more at this and to this than just receiving from God. I need to know him for my Myself. Would you say amen right there where you are listening today? It's one thing to know that God is a healer, but it's another thing to know him for yourself. It's one thing to know that God is a deliverer, and it's another thing to wake up every day and say, I woke up this morning with my mind on Jesus. And it is so incredibly vital in a time like this that we be able to say I know the Lord he has control of my life he will lead me through every season and every circumstance God is faithful and we need to know him for ourselves someone said so long ago in times like these we need a savior in times like these we need an anchor be very sure be very sure your anchor holds and grips the solid rock and then the line of the course says this that rock is Jesus he's the one I don't want myself or my generation to remain in the dark. I want to know what it means to call on the Lord, to walk with his power and his anointing, to see his glory revealed in our lives. And I know that God will lead us no matter what goes on around us. He will keep us and we will know his power as long as we seek him 
with all of our heart. I know that as you listen today, you're aware that we are in such a dynamic time, a complex and very intense time. And certainly we are not oblivious to what's going on in our world. But get beyond the surface and think about days before this past week or, or days before a week or two ago and begin to acknowledge with me we live in a generation for that the, for the most part they have been kept in the dark for the most part they they have religion but but where is that power and that unction that anointing that comes from the presence of God for the most part people have been kept in the dark and yet there is an awakening there is something happening in this world at this very moment it is starting with believers it's about to be extended into the lives of the sick into the lives of the dying into the lives of the fearful until the whole world knows Jesus is the answer in fact he is the light that lights the whole world we've been in darkness but the glory of the name of Jesus and the glory of the Lord is going to be revealed supernaturally I give God the praise you can lift your hands and shout thank you Jesus right there where you are listening today Proverbs chapter 30 verse number 11 talks to us about what happens when a generation is kept in the dark. The consequences are so severe. And the writer says they curse their fathers. They do not bless their mothers. Just seems like there's no regard for God's law, for morality, and for the things and the principles that God establishes in the earth. They are pure in their own eyes and they are not cleansed of their filth. Their eyes are haughty and their glances are disdainful. This is the consequence of being kept in the dark. Their teeth are swords and their jaws are set with knives to devour the poor and the needy. And there is something that we must acknowledge when a people drift away from the purpose of God, from the word of God, from the revelation of who God is. We see times like the times that we are living in today. People begin to settle for a knowledge of God without his power. They begin to settle for walking around doing what's right in their own eyes and the consequences are significant. But I beg of you understand, I am not here to hate on my generation today. I am not here to kick us while we are down. But I am here to say we've been kept in the dark for a little while but now there is a light about to shine in the midst of our darkness in the midst of our fear in the midst of our pain in the midst of our suffering there's a light that's going to shine and the name of Jesus is going to be glorified if you believe that I wonder if you would shout right where you are I know it's different believe me it's different speaking to a church on a Sunday and can't see anybody in the pews but oh the glory of the Lord when he lights up our lives gives us purpose gives us hope gives us revelation and helps us to know that he's alive amen 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 there is an awakening the redeemed of the Lord are saying so it doesn't mean that we have no problems it doesn't mean that 
we have no struggles. It doesn't mean that we are not concerned with what's going on, but it means our hearts are not given to panic because we know the Lord and what he has done. We know how he has led us through every storm that we've ever faced. We know that we belong to him. We are not our own, but we are bought with a price. We have come to know he's faithful and morning by morning new mercies we see that's why we can say to this world i know jesus can make a way he will help us he will lead us he will move us through even this difficult season the writer in colossians chapter 1 Verse 26 says, this is the mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to his saints. To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. The darkness is beginning to lift, and now we understand Jesus Christ wants to live in my heart. He wants to live in your heart. He wants to be my everyday hope. He wants to be my everyday life. And somehow as we walk in that revelation, we must learn how to share it. We must learn how to express it and begin to show our world. He doesn't want you to walk in darkness. He wants you to know his love, his power, his revelation. He wants you to know that he is able to do anything would you give the lord praise right there where you are sitting or standing and watching today oh to god be the glory to god be the glory would you say it with me now in the name of jesus in the name of jesus by the authority of the word of god by the power of the name of jesus that's what we need to be saying that's what we need to be reflecting someone asked the question is your god a great god or a little god what an interesting question the believer answered and said, He is so great, sir, that the heaven of heavens cannot contain him, and so little that he can dwell in my heart. Someone right now, a child of God, has to begin to feel that sense of an appointed time and an appointed purpose colliding right now in your life for you to move even in this season of the world with an understanding. I am called to this moment for such a time as this to reflect. I've got a God so great and so amazing that he fills the universe but he knows how to compact himself into my heart and into my life so that when I wake up in the morning, he is there. When I move through every day, he is there. When I lay my head down at night, he is there. His name is Jesus, and that's the God that I serve. And to his name 
be glory and honor and praise because he is faithful. It's not enough to possess the promise, but you must be possessed by the one who gives the promise. It's not enough to move around rejoicing in the blessings of God without finally coming to the place of saying, Lord, be Lord of my life. The apostle writes in Galatians chapter 2, verse number 20, Galatians 2 and verse number 20, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. One writer paraphrased those verses and said this, Christ's life showed me how and enabled me how to do it. I identified myself completely with him. Indeed, I have been crucified with Christ. Christ lives in me. The life you see me living is not mine, but it is lived by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I am not going back on that. What a way to live. What a way to operate. The Apostle Paul making it clear once you have a revelation of who Jesus is. Once the light goes on you can begin to operate and begin to live as a new creature in Christ Jesus. Living by faith. Walking with purpose. No longer in the dark about God's plan for your life. No longer in the dark about God's power and what his power can do in you and for you and through you and while you have that revelation you must be compelled to reveal it to the world oh God don't let our generation be kept in the dark someone showed me that I should repent of my sins someone showed me that I should be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of my sins. Someone showed me that I would receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and I would speak in other tongues as the Spirit of God gave me the ability and so I am no longer in the dark about His plan for my salvation. Someone told me about the delivery power of the name of Jesus and the healing power of the name of Jesus. So I am no longer in the dark. I know what to do when my body's in pain. I know what to do when my body is feeling the ravage of sickness or illness or disease. It's not that doctors don't help. It's not that medicine doesn't help. But it's that I know the great physician and his name is Jesus. I'm no longer in the dark. And I need to share that revelation with my generation. I'm no longer in the dark about the life that can be lived by the power of Jesus Christ. That old things can be passed away. That I can be led of the Spirit and do life as a son of God. That I can overcome by faith in Jesus Christ. And I don't want to go back on it. I don't want to settle for something else. I don't want to live life another way as we like to sing once in a while. I'm so glad 
glad that the Lord saved me. I rejoice. I'm thankful. I'm grateful. But now I recognize my generation has been kept in the dark. And I want to share the love of Christ. I want to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. I want to make a difference through the power of the Holy Ghost. Don't you love him? Don't you love him? I don't know if you've had a moment there in the room or somewhere where you're listening, but have you had the opportunity to say, I love him. I love him. I love him. He's done so much for me. Our generation has been kept in the dark. It's not that we don't care. It's just that we get distracted. It's not that we don't love. It's just that sometimes our own needs are overwhelming. But now in the moment of great crisis, something is stirring in the heart of believers. And you and I both feel it. And we're feeling like saying to God, Lord, use me. Lord, lead me. Lord, guide me. Lord, help me to make a difference in my generation. And to God be the glory. Perhaps you've heard it before on the grave of a missionary who had traveled to a faraway land. Christian converts put the marker on the grave and this is what it said. When he came, there was no light. When he died, there was no darkness. I wonder if we could just make up our mind a week or two, a month or two, sometime later on in the year, or whatever the Lord has in store for this world at such a critical moment, could we make up our mind somehow, some way, as we move through this season by the power of the Holy Ghost, my world is not going to remain in the dark. My family is not going to be kept in the dark. My neighbors are not going to be kept in the dark. I'm going to let the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the light of the love of Jesus Christ, Christ, shine through me so that God's glory can be revealed to my world. The Apostle Paul said of David, David served God's will and purpose and counsel in his own generation. David had a revelation about God. In Psalm 36, he said, Your unfailing love, O Lord, is as vast as the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches beyond the clouds. Your righteousness is like the mighty mountains. Your justice like the ocean depths. You care for people and animals alike, O Lord. How precious is your unfailing love, O God. All humanity finds shelter in the shadow of your wings. You feed from the abundance of your own house, letting them drink from your river of delights. For you are the fountain of life, the light by which we see this man who served his own generation. He served the will, the purpose, the counsel of God before his generation. It was flowing from a knowledge and a revelation of a faithful God. Psalm 37 verse 3, trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desires. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him and he will help you. He will make your innocence radiate like the dawn and the justice of your cause will shine like the noonday sun. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper 
or fret about their wicked seams, for the wicked will be destroyed, but those who trust in the Lord will possess in the land. Then in Psalm 34, he said, The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth, and delivereth them out of all their troubles. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. That was in the heart and in the soul of a man who the Apostle Paul said he served the will, the purpose, the counsel of God before his generation. They were able to see a man of God. And don't we know a little something about God, his word, his faithfulness, his power, and that revelation of his love, that revelation of his faithfulness, that revelation of his purpose should lead us to serve our generation so that God would be glorified. He will work in your heart. He will work in your life. It matters the testimony that we provide our generation. It matters the faith that we exercise before our generation in this critical moment. It matters the love that we demonstrate before others, that love for God, that love for people. In this critical moment, it matters if the light of God shines through us. Don't overthink it. Just love God. Love people and believe that God can do anything. I said just love God. Love people and believe that God can do anything. Be able to say like the apostle, I know in whom I have believed and he is able Live that way. Reflect that way. That faith, that love, that passion, that understanding. Don't be spoiled by philosophy. Don't be spoiled by vain tradition. Don't be spoiled by godless thoughts and ideas. Just believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Trust the word and the promises of God. Believe that he can do anything and live that way. Let your generation see you are a believer not just a religious person but a believer so influenced by the love of God that you share it with other people that you are mindful of others and their need and you are even willing to put their need before your own Believe in the power of God. Right now, we might not even be able to go in the hospital, but believe so strongly in the power of God that when you go to pray, you say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I cannot go to that hospital room, but I pray right now that that heart disease would be stopped in its tracks. I pray right now that that virus would be stopped in its tracks. I pray right now that that sickness would be stopped in its tracks. In the the mighty name of Jesus I ask for those things believe that God can do anything let's not leave our generation in the dark finally I heard this passage read recently in a message and I know you've heard the passage before from 2nd Corinthians chapter 4 verse number 7 and it goes through verse number 11, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, 
yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our own body. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. And when that speaker was reading those verses and began to talk in his message, at some point he made this statement, and it has stayed with me ever since, several days, maybe even weeks now. He said this to that audience, You are not the treasure. He said, Jesus is the treasure. That stayed with me. It got my attention. You are not the treasure. Jesus is the treasure. And I say, our generation has been kept in the dark too long. But if we will reveal through faith, through love, through prayer, through obedience to Jesus Christ, through a willingness even to suffer if it advances the gospel, if we will be willing to honor him, then the world will see what the treasure really is. The light will go on, and the name of Jesus will be glorified. For Jesus said, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. We believe as I am speaking today and others from Grace Apostolic are, are around this community hopefully watching. I say on behalf of this congregation, we believe in the healing power of Jesus Christ. We believe in the saving power of Jesus Christ. We believe in the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. We believe when His Spirit fills your life, you'll begin to speak in other tongues as the Spirit of God gives you the ability. We believe that if you're baptized in Jesus' name, all of your sins will be washed away. You can begin to experience every promise that God has for you. We believe that Jesus is the answer. We'd even say to you right now, call the church, come by, ask us to baptize you, and we'll do it today. Not because we're looking for the membership role to go up, but because we believe so strongly that Jesus is the answer. And I know that he will help his word to find its place in your heart if you have been searching. If the light is going on, and if you say yes to Jesus, he will transform your life. We're going to pray. I hope that where you are in this community right now, that, that you will pray and you will begin to honor the Lord. And even as you're praying, if you'll say, Lord, I just feel like I need to tell you one more time, forgive me of my sins. Give me a clean heart. Forgive me, O oh Lord, of anything that doesn't please you. I promise you, if you'll pray that prayer of repentance in your own words, immediately 
immediately uh, Jesus uh, will forgive you of your sins uh, and he will begin to work in your heart you'll feel uh, a freedom begin to enter in uh, you'll feel a joy begin to enter in uh, at that moment you ought to just lift your hands right where you are in that room open your mouth tilt your head back and begin to praise him uh, begin to worship him begin to love him uh, what will happen when I do that preacher he's going to fill your heart with his spirit you're going to call you're going to text you're going to say I don't know but while I was praying and worshiping in the language that is my native language I began to speak in other tongues as the spirit of God was working in my room working in my home I'm here to tell you we believe that's the Holy Ghost and God will be glorified in your life he will answer he will heal he will deliver and he will give you what you need. By his power and by his grace, you can and will be delivered today. So church family and all who are listening right now, would you lift your hands and begin to pray and begin to seek the Lord. Almighty oh, God, almighty oh, Savior, I ask you to come right now on a Sunday in Reynoldsburg, Ohio, or maybe somewhere else in this surrounding community or far beyond. Would you come right down in a hospital room, in a hotel hotel room, in a car, in a living room, in a bedroom, wherever somebody is calling on the name of Jesus, would you come down and would you let your glory be revealed? Would you let your power work supernaturally? Would you let the Holy Ghost fall, oh God? We need you, Jesus. Every sick person needs you. Every confused person needs you. Every family that needs help because things are turning upside down. Oh.